Welcome back, everybody, to All Met Sports Talk here with Coach Sherm. Got a really good interview uh, with uh, Gil Otu from Trinity College coming up here shortly, episode 42. Before we get to that, just wanted to remind everybody to follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram. You can search All Met Sports Talk. Twitter, uh, the handle is at All Met Talk. And email us all met sports talk at gmail.com as always thanks to my guy preston suggs mm -hmm. for providing the music each week uh you can find him on instagram his handle is at king p suggs uh so just wanted to give a couple updates before we get to the interview uh on some of our our uh, prior guests episode one our very first episode zach Keith wheatley who's uh now transitioned from d back or cornerback really to safety up at Penn state. He redshirted last year. So he's a redshirt freshman this year. He's absolutely killing it this spring. So got to see some video uh, during a press conference. Coach James Franklin was just uh, really high on him um, this week uh, during the, the presser he was giving uh, their spring game is April 23rd. So I'm hoping to get up there for that. Should be a lot of fun. Really, really proud of him. He's doing well in the classroom. And, and again, it's just uh, transitioning to safety really well. He was a safety in high school as well. Uh, if you recall back to that conversation, but uh, if you get a chance, go search at that, that, uh, that video from coach Franklin, what he had to say about him. He's competing for a starting position. It sounds like right now. So as a freshman mm -hmm. at Penn state, which I'm sure will be another top 10, top 15 team in the country to start the season. So congrats to him. Episode six, coach Laurel doc. Uh, he is now with Riverdale Baptist. They won their championship this year. Um, I think they don't, I don't think they had any seniors. They're going to be really good down there at Riverdale Baptist. So that was a fun league to watch. Really cool story about him when we were in Ohio, uh, for the, um, NCSAA national tournament, they were actually in our bracket. Uh, we did not get to play each other, but it was still a lot of fun to, to catch up with him there. Episode 20 coach Jordan Griffin, who is, uh, one of the top assistants over there, Mount St. Joe in the MIAA. They won the A conference. They in a really good game. They beat uh, Mount Carmel. So congrats to uh, Coach Jordan there. They I think they're only losing one team. They're, they're going to be absolutely loaded again. Mount St. Joe won at all three levels. Freshman, JV, varsity. So uh, they're they're loaded up there. Uh, and episode twenty five, Coach Brian Howard, head coach at Concordia Prep. They won the MIAA C conference, uh, the school's very first basketball championship. Uh, it's only his second year there. So uh, big er, third year, I think it was his third year there. So yeah, third year. So big uh, congratulations to coach Howard. That's my guy. Uh, really proud of him. And uh, he's a great coach. And lastly, episode 34, Taylor McCormick, uh, who is at Penn state Fayette. Um, if you all remember her, she's going to really be challenging a bunch of records up there. She just killed it this year. Uh, she led the conference in scoring, um, she was the conference player of the year, or I'm sorry, conference. Um, yeah. Player of the year for the West. Um, and then she was also first team all American in the USCAA. Um, and she finished tied with another girl's leading score in the entire, Oh, I'm sorry. She was tied for leading score in the entire conference of the USCAA, um, but was the uh, leading score for the West. So, um, congrats to her. She still has at least a year left. We'll see what she decides to do about that extra year, but she may break all those records, um, <laughs> before, you know, in four years. So, um, you know, really, really proud of her and, uh, you know, 
wish her all the best. She's also, if you remember, majoring in nursing. I think she has big internship coming up. All right, so that's the updates, and we're going to jump right into the interview with Mr. Gil Otoo, one of my favorite scholar athletes, and you're going to hear all about that coming up next. Mr. Gil Otoo, how you doing, man? Doing good. How, how's it going on your end? It's good, man. I'm glad to catch up with you. Been wanting to have you on for a while, but I know you're a crazy busy man up there at Trinity College. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough schedule. Um just having to balance school basketball and like the regular lifestyle has been yeah. pretty tough, but you know, being a college kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your major now? Uh, so right now I'm, I'm majoring in biomedical engineering with a focus in uh, electrical. Gee. Yeah. It's a, it's and a you're finding tough. time to play basketball too. <laughs> yeah. It's been tough. Uh, my first year, my first semester of my sophomore year, uh, once COVID was done, trying to balance basketball and that major was, it was definitely a struggle for sure. Um, mm-hmm. We we spoke to my coach about what I could do to like be able to get practice times to work with that class schedule because I on Monday through Friday I have to wake up at eight thirty in the morning and I have class until like one o'clock every day just because mm-hmm. the major like is a lot of time. It takes a lot of time to go to classes and do projects and all that. So I was able to find a way to get a schedule to work where I was able to go to practice and still work out with with basketball, but it definitely takes a toll on the body and the mental state for sure. Yeah. Wow. So biomedical engineering with a focus in mechanical. Uh, Focus in electrical. In electrical. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. That's a mouthful, man. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) So before we jump to uh, to your, because I know you're doing well up there uh, and I got a lot of questions, but uh, let's talk about your PG County kid. Uh, yep. grew, grew up through the ranks and see big smile when I say that, you know, that's home. So <laughs> yeah. um, talk about growing up playing ball in PG County. I always Man. love to ask my PG County kids this. Yeah. PG County is probably, I would say the best place to, for young kids to like play basketball as the most competitive. I feel like in all of America, just because of the names that have come out of the area, you know, everyone obviously knows Kevin Durant um, mm-hmm. that went to Montrose out of PG County. But even after that, like, all of the division one guys that are there now all came from PG County. And it was just like every, every AAU team or every like little league, like I used to play in this league called the PYBL and, um, and we had all the different counties and stuff. And like PG County was always a really good team. And so um, playing in like the PG County area, there's every game is a competition. Like every game is a fight. And so just being raised in that area just teaches you how to really how to really like attack the game in a way where you have to come with high intensity because that's what it's going to be like all the time. And also just being able to like train every day and like get in. There's a lot of great trainers out of the DMV, especially PG County, that are willing to like work kids from the beginning of when like they start off in middle school to like they get to college. And I was blessed with the opportunity to be able to get trained by some really great trainers that that got me started and got me in love with the process of playing basketball for the most part. Yeah. Wow, that's great. And then where did you go to middle school? So I went to middle school at uh, Benjamin Banneker Middle School. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. So that was I live on the border of PG and MoCo. So I got the choice of whether or not I wanted to go to a PG school or a Montgomery County school. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to go to um Benjamin Banneker Middle School. Um, I went there for three years and then I, I could have went to Paint Branch High School. Mm-hmm. Um, 
going into high school, but I ended up choosing Pilates, which I think was a great option for me. Yeah, absolutely. Rumor has it mm-hmm. that you can you can debunk this if it's not true. You <laughs> did your own application to Pilates. Yeah, yeah. No, that's definitely that rumor is definitely true. <laughs> uh, my parents, <laughs> my parents are not the most internet savvy people, and like they, they when I was making my decision my eighth grade year. Um, Coach Murphy was recruiting me pretty hard, and I, I, my parents had no idea anything about the school. When we went on our visit, they really liked it, but they had no idea the process it takes to really do the application. And I told them, don't worry about it. Like, I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. So my eighth grade year, I, I went on the Pilates website and I looked into the application <laughs> system and I printed out the application for, for it and I filled it out. And like all the information about taxes and all of that stuff, I asked my parents for their W-2 forms. Oh, my gosh, girl. No, seriously. Like, (laughs) this is not a lie. I asked my parents for their W-2 forms, their 1040 forms, and I I filled out all that information, and I turned it into the school. I, like, I put it in the envelope, sealed it up, put it in the outgoing mail, and then I heard back from them. I got the letter of acceptance, and um, Coach Murphy, I was – it was funny. I was in his office my freshman year, and he asked me, like, uh, how did the application go? Like, did your parents fill it out? And I told him, oh, no, nah, I filled it out and I, I already turned it in. And he was like, he was dumbfounded. He was like, what? Like, you're in eighth grade doing a, a high school application with all that information on there? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I had to. So that was crazy. Everyone always asked me that story. Like, do you really, <laughs> did you really do your application in eighth grade? I was like, yeah, I definitely <laughs> did. It's great. That's hilarious. I mean, it's it's funny. It's cool. It's It's just wild that you you know, had the wherewithal as a 13 year old. Figured yeah, out. <laughs> that's, that's great. But then again, you are a biomedical yeah. engineer. <laughs> yes. It translated all over later in the years. It did. So let's talk. And, and before we get to the basketball, I mean, I know this is a sports podcast, but mm-hmm. one of the most exceptional uh, things about you is your, your academic, um, clearly with your major and everything, your academic, um, uh, substance. So what you were, you ranked second or third in your class. Yeah. So uh, tied, tied for second or something. Second. Yeah. So this, my senior year, um, we were picking valedictorian, salutatorian and it, um, it came down to, um, I think a test, a test score in a class. Cause we had all taken the same AP class and the valedictorian of the, um, the valid, the one who won the valedictorian, uh, Alyssa, she had taken an extra AP course, which like wasn't possible for anybody else but her. So uh-huh. she ended up winning. And then the other three students were me and two other students, and we all tied for a second. And the, what it came down to was the grade of a test that we all had the same course in. So I ended up getting like, I, I don't even remember what the scores were, but it was like a 92 or something. And the other students got like a 95. So like she ended up becoming the salutatorian and I was happy for her, but like, yeah, uh, we all ended up. I, I consider it a tie between yeah. classes. So like, my parents always just harped on me about grades and like making sure that I stay focused in school and like because education comes first. And they they instilled the value of education in me from the jump because my parents didn't have the same opportunity to to come to a school in America and and learn um, from the American school system. So they really got on me about making sure I I get my grades in the right shape. Wow, that's incredible. And what and what was your final GPA in high school? Do you remember? Yeah, so in G, my GPA my senior year was a four point 
three four GPA. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and then my junior year was a four point five. So, Jeez. yeah, cumulative is probably like a four point four one or something like that. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. What was your? Do you remember your SATs? SAT, I think thirteen hundred. Okay, I, I don't really remember because SAT was so long ago, and I'm yeah. Once I got accepted, I kind of just put it in the back of no, my head. No, I, I did the same thing. And trust me, I would never, never tell anybody <laughs> what my SAT was. All I knew is it was good enough to play. So. Yeah. That's kept a secret. Yeah. <laughs> did you clear, Did you get through the clearinghouse? Yes. Okay. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Don't worry about what the school I was accepted to every college I applied to and... If I wanted to play football at the next level, I cleared the clearinghouse. So that was good. That's, That's all I cared about. Yeah. yeah. So um, I got into school just like you did, Gil. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so basketball, I mean, you're a three-year varsity player under Coach Murphy? Yes, sir. Yeah. So first year was my um, JV year. Uh, I played under Coach Dennis my freshman year and then sophomore year, junior year and senior year all under Coach Murphy for varsity. Yeah. Man. And I talked to Miles about that. My, oh, Miles last week was on the show. So as your high school teammate. Yeah, Miles, um, my guy. Yeah, you two oh, like the, the dynamic duo. Yeah. yeah. Um, but your class was a lot of fun. I mean, that, that was a great, great class. But um, but you and Miles were, you know, definitely um, stood out. So, uh, yeah. no, you know, no, no harm to anybody else on that. Because yeah, no, you all went on to play. I mean, let's see, I mean, six or seven, six or seven in that class and six of you went to play in college is crazy. Yeah. So yeah, uh, pretty wild. And great players too. Yeah. And you guys were fun. I mean, as a, as a good group. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite memory from, uh, from those three years on oh, varsity? Ooh, favorite. Or, or you could go back to your freshman year too. What was your favorite memory from high favorite school? Memory from high school basketball? Um, it would probably be my senior night. For sure. Um, or at least the most memorable moment from was my senior night. I remember uh, the game ended up getting post- postponed because of snow and we were playing Calvert Hall. And I remember just the whole year, it kind of felt like, you know, every game was like, like not necessarily like I wasn't playing as free as I should have been, but like senior year, I felt like, you know, like just leave it all out there. Like this is my last time playing in the Pilates gym. And I I was talking to Miles during that time, and I was like, bro, this is our last last game together. Like, we might as well like have fun with it. And so, like, yeah, definitely the senior year, just because like I it was my most fond memory of playing in that gym, and like my most fun moment playing in that gym. And it was actually the first time I dunked in in game um, in game at home, and it was just like a really good feeling because I remember like. Coach uh, Marcus was getting on me the whole the whole yeah. year about getting in game dunks, and I was like, "I got you! Like I'm gonna get one." And it came at the last moment in the year, which was kind of crazy. Yeah, I remember you missed. I you got. I think you got an offer after this. You're the first person I've ever seen get an offer after a missed dunk. Oh yeah, that was. I remember <laughs> that game. I remember, and I felt bad because you got in trouble for it, but it was still funny. It was still yeah. worth it. It was crazy because um, I had gotten. To, I remember that that moment. I had gotten a steal on the fast break, and in the back of my head, all I heard was Coach Murphy yelling, "Make the layup!" <laughs> yeah. And so I kind of hesitated, and I just went up, and I was like, "No, I'm going to try to dunk it." And I ended up back rimming it, yeah. and then he subbed me out, and I was sitting there like thinking to myself because I had remembered the school that was coming to recruit me was at the game, and I just was like, 
like in my head on the on the bench after like thinking like dang like they're not gonna want to like recruit me they just saw me miss a dunk but they still ended up offering me which was great and like it just uh, made every it put everything into perspective especially now in college like you realize that a lot of coaches go out to recruit and they don't necessarily look at the stats or anything they just look at potential like mm-hmm. how good you they think you can be and like obviously you're a high school student you're not no, like we're playing like in college, you're a grown man, you grow up. So they're not necessarily looking for you to be the best player at that moment, just how good you can be. So mm-hmm. that was kind of good to to be to still get the offer, even though, you know, I missed the dunk in that game. Yeah, no, but I, I mean, you said it exactly right. though, And I remember the coach saying that was like such an incredibly athletic play to get the steal. And there was like I mean, you weren't by yourself. I mean, there was like people in the lane that you tried to dunk on. So. Yeah. You know, the fact that you even tried it, they're like, yep, that'll work. And a 4-4 GPA, I mean, that that helped. So yeah. uh, you decide to uh, prep. Oh, oh, before we get to that, because I always like to bring up this, um, the game, uh, your junior year against St. Francis when you all upset, you upset oh, them at home. That might be the best memory. I take it back. That memory was, yeah, I remember that game. Yeah, they were, I think they're ranked number 16 or 17 in the country. Yeah. Um, Shoot. What do you remember about that game? That game, my junior year, I just remember before the practice before Coach Murphy just amped up the intensity like to a, a certain level that like we knew because St. Francis is a like, notorious team for being a little – over aggressive. <laughs> that's a word. That, that's a good word for it. Yeah, they try to like punk you before you even get in the gym, and like even in layup lines, they try to punk you. And then when you play with them, because they're, I mean, they're inner inner city kids, and they they they're tough kids. Like so, you got to come with that intensity. So I just remember that game. It was chippy the whole the whole way through, and they thought they were gonna like come in, like we were gonna come in and get get blown out. So we came in with a whole different level of intensity, especially given the way we practiced the day before. And we came in and we handled business. And I just remember just the crowd being stunned, even though like they were talking the entire game, like they said everything under the sun about you and about how you played. And we ended up beating them. And it was just like the best feeling ever being able to beat St. Francis, especially how good they were that year. They were really talented that year. Yeah. Yeah. They were playing for a national title that year. So. Um, do you remember your scene? So I, I had a uh, coach, Steve Turner from, um, Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Um, yeah. 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 Had him on uh, a couple months ago and we played at that, uh, that tournament they had and we play Whitney young out of Chicago. Yeah, Gonzaga invitational. Yeah. Yeah. And they one. beat us at the buzzer. Yeah. I remember that game. And I forgot who they had, forgot who it was I on their team that went to who? Duke, right? He yeah, he went to Duke. Um, DJ Stewart? DJ Stewart. That's who it was. Uh, DJ Stewart. Yeah. yeah. It was good. Yeah. Really good. We had one point lead, and they come down and get a, a runner. You know, just yeah. – Anyway, um, Coach Turner said that was one of the best games he's ever seen. He really? said, I watched that game from all – He said, I was looking down like, man, these Pilates kids can really ball. Like, yeah. we should not have been on the court with them. And <laughs> – we just took, I mean, but they were so athletic, so yeah. good. Yeah. Um, and DJ was was amazing. But, yeah, that, that was a fun one. Yeah, I mean, I was, heartbreaker. but It was a heartbreaker, but, like, the intensity of that game, too, and, like, being able to play in that in that gym and with those guys, like, that was a great game, too. 
Um, that was and DJ Stewart, he he balled out that game as well. Yeah, uh, I remember. I remember Anthony Blunt and him were going back and forth and like chatting to each other. Yeah, it was it was a good game. I really liked playing in that game too. That was a good memory. Yeah, Blunt's doing well. He's up at UMass Low. He's I guess he's not too far from up there at UMass Low. He had a really good game. He said like a, I think he dropped like twenty five at thirty or something like right before the end of the season. Really? Yeah. Blunt did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'll have to look it up, but. Yeah, he pulled one of your numbers. So, so you decide to uh, you decide to prep, um, go to Perky Omen for a year for a prep year, yeah. which saves all four years of eligibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what what uh, was behind that decision? Prop that uh, decision, and and how was it making that uh, decision to do that? Yeah. So by the end the of process. my senior year, um, I I had a couple offers, Division two offers, and a couple like Division three interests. And so, but the thing was with those offers, they weren't full rides. Mm-hmm. And at that time, my parents financially just couldn't afford for uh, to go there. So I, w- I had the option of whether I was speaking to, I, w- I also had a couple of interests from division one coaches and I was speaking to a division one coach and he was saying that um, it wouldn't be a bad idea to prep because if you prepped and, and you reclass and took an extra year, then we would definitely be interested and so that coach ended up reaching out to um, Perky Omen, the Perky Omen school's head coach and said, oh, I have this this kid who we're recruiting, but we don't really want to recruit him for this year. So we want him to prep. And so I ended up prepping and that whole process. So they had the coach Bowdoin at Perky Omen had reached out to me and he was like, I want you to come down for a visit and, t- and get a workout in just so we can evaluate you. We've, we've looked at your film from high school and we're pretty interested in you. So I, I drove down to Pennsburg, Pennsylvania. And let me tell you, Pennsburg is in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> like You get maybe a McDonald's and a pizza place and that's about it. And wow. Not even a Chick-fil-A. Nah, Chick-fil-A was non-existent in Pennsburg. So you, it was, but so on my first, my first impression of the place was, uh, I was kind of iffy about it. But then when I got in the gym and I got to see the school, the school's campus is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And um, I ended up getting to work out. And it's crazy because everyone who's ever like been under Coach Bodine, who's a, a, a phenomenal coach and a phenomenal player, former player, he um, he based everybody remembers their first workout with Coach Bodine because it was so intense that like everyone has that vivid memory of how tired they were after that workout. Wow. Yeah, like on my first day of school, once I actually committed there, we, that's the first thing we all were talking about. We we asked each other, like, did you guys work out with Coach B? Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, yeah, bro, like some guys threw up. Some guys, like, apparently, like, some guys quit in the middle of the workout, like, because they could But those guys weren't there anymore. He didn't end up recruiting them. But, like, yeah, they've had – he said he's had guys that, like, quit in the middle of the workout because of how intense it was. And so that's how it was for the – for the whole year prep year was was crazy there's a lot to unpack with prep year yeah but um, it was good though I'm glad that that decision was made at the end of the year I think it was all based off of circumstance and chance and I I definitely don't regret prepping yeah uh, by the end of that year so now did your um did your uh the classes you took there did they roll over as to as far as being um getting college credits for them yeah, so I took a I took AP courses and it all depends on how well you do on the AP test. So sure. I I ended up doing pretty well and I got I think one or two credits for 
for like just basic level courses, like basic bio and basic math courses. So okay, that, that definitely helped. It was just like going to like Pilates and taking an AP course. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, so then your recruit. So was this your prep? I'm and I'm forgetting everything now because of the COVID. COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was your your that is when COVID hit, right? So was, was that the end of that prep season? The end of that prep season, going into spring year. Yeah. So the we ended up we still had a chance. We played the whole season. We did our the playoffs, and we ended up going to, into the semifinals. Unfortunately, we lost to West Town that year. With uh, that was the West Town team with Noah Collier, Derek Lively, all those guys. Yeah. And then after that, um, we had got back, and it was like a month had passed or a month or two had passed, and then that's when the COVID thing hit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was crazy. So then, what did that do with your recruiting at that point? Yeah. So, um, at the beginning of my prep year, when like we would have host workouts and coaches would come in. Uh, it was funny because uh, the head coach at Trinity, where I'm at now, Coach Cosgrove, was there, and he was uh, speaking to Coach B about trying to get me to come because that workout was crazy. Like we had we had a, a a specific day where like it was a bunch of coaches in there. It was like coaches from all over the place. Like we would have like from Division One to Division Three, just a bunch of coaches, and I played really well in that. So I was speaking to a bunch of different like coaches and coach Cosgrove was talking to coach B and coach B basically let him know, like uh, he's probably going to like, like my potential in terms of like how well I could, if I play the way I'm supposed to that year, like I could end up going division one. So he should hold off until the end of the year. And so coach Cosgrove ended up holding off and the rest of the year um, I was getting like, I was getting interest from a bunch of different places from IVs to from all divisions, honestly, like it's kind of crazy, like going to going from Pilates to prep, uh, just the the amount of like coaches that come to see you is is a it's not a big difference, but it's just the level like of how many come. So I was getting recruited from a bunch of different places and I, I ended up picking up a couple more division two offers from uh, U Sciences was one of them. Mm. So. After I, I got those offers at the end of the year, we were still waiting. I wanted to still wait for Division One offers, um, and I had I was gonna get offered by the U uh, Air Force mm-hmm. in uh, Colorado, but I'm a, unfortunately I'm not a U.S. citizen. Oh, so you have to be a U.S. citizen in order to go to Air Force. So I wow, okay. Uh, so I couldn't end up, or either that, or you have to serve in the military. Um, you have to serve in the U.S. Air Force. I mean, not the U.S. Air Force military, like the military in your home country. Oh, gotcha. And I wasn't trying to go serve in the Ghana military force <laughs> to play basketball. So, right. I, so, Coach Cosgrove ended up calling Coach uh, Bodine back and wanted uh, to see if I was still on the table. And uh, so, I ended up coming to visit Trinity. And it was funny because the same day I came to visit Trinity was the same day the COVID like announcement came out that everyone has to go home. Oh, wow. So I was, I was stuck in Hartford and uh, they were saying like, yeah, everyone back at, at even in Trinity has to pack up their things. Cause it's the last week they could be in school. So it was kind of a crazy time to, to take the visit. And it was honestly, I feel like this was fate too, because after that I couldn't visit anywhere else. Oh. I was going to end up going to visit a whole bunch of schools in that time. And Trinity was the only school I ended up visiting. So 
based off of that, I just ended up committing there. Yeah. And uh, so Trinity, it's not Ivy League, but it's a little Ivy League. Yeah, it's like a step below, right? Yeah. So in terms of like, so we're in the a conference called the NESCAC, the I forgot what the acronym, but it's like New England, something, something. And that's basically considered the little Ivy Leagues because every Ivy League school has a, a sister, not a sister school, but every Ivy League school has a little Ivy League school. So our like Ivy League school would be considered Yale because Yale is like right by. Okay. So, yeah. And in terms of like academics, we're like a step, like maybe a half. It's like one in one A. We're half a step below the Ivy Leagues in terms of academics. And like the NESCAC is considered the best conference for Division three basketball in the in the country so it's still like great competition like you get division one guys that transfer in all the time yeah oh no gil there's division i mean you're one of them there's division one players in at every level yeah yeah yeah. so there was a school and and just to prove this point there was a well first of all the one school that won i forgot what conference they won they won the conference championship but it was their first year division one and you got to be in Division One for two years before you could play in the tournament. Oh, I did hear about that. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Heard so Jacksonville that. State got in because they were the regular season champs. Yeah, because whatever other I forgot the school they weren't they didn't qualify, but they want. So you can't tell they were Division Two and it just made the leap. So they were like, you can't make it. Because you can't make it because you haven't served your two year probationary period wow. in Division One yet. That's crazy. And they didn't – it wasn't a fluke. It's not like they were 10 and 20 and won the yeah. tournament. They Dude. were a good team. They were like the three seed or two seed or something. Wow. Yeah. So right. there's divi- so they were st- stacked with uh, Division One talent playing yeah. Division Two until this year. Wow. Um, here's another team that was Division Three, and in two years they went to Division One, and they had, like, beaten, like, three Division One teams their first year to start. So – Jeez. clearly they're winning with, you know, you can't yeah. say division three players. I mean, I felt like you, I really felt like you and miles were both division one players. Yeah. I was speaking to miles about this. The other, uh, someone was, I was speaking to someone about miles at school Randolph making, and they, they had played Richmond. Yeah. A couple of years. I think it was, it was last. Yeah. I think it was last year or no, last, his freshman year. Yeah. Two years ago. You're right. Yeah. So, and I heard like that game, like they, Low-key gave uh, Richmond a run for their money. Like, Miles was playing really well that game, too. He had, like, 12 and 10. Yeah. It's like, bro, like, I, I say it all the time. Like, there's really, like, Division One players all over the place. It's just a matter of how your recruiting goes yep. when you're in high school. Yeah, absolutely. No, 100%. And I think Richmond won that game by, like, 10 or 12. Yeah. I mean, people don't – I mean, you and I know. 10 and 12, 12 points is <laughs> you're talking about like, that's a mit, like we lost a game this year. I think we lost a game by 12 and it was a one point game with like 40 seconds left. You're two point game. Four. Yeah. Because you know, free throws and you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. 12 points is not a lot of points. <laughs> no, no, like you can make that margin back in under very quickly. Yeah. yeah. Very, very quickly. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So I, you know, it's, you're right. I mean, there's division one players all over the place. So um, you're uh, and then so you are like a top 50 liberal arts. Yeah. College. Liberal arts school. Yeah. Liberal arts is is interesting. Being in a liberal arts school is definitely interesting because like. You have to take certain classes to like fill 
fill the criteria and credit. So I'm learning about some some interesting stuff that like a regular student or a regular engineering major wouldn't be doing yeah. at any other school, which honestly, I, I really appreciate that because like it makes you a well-rounded individual and keeps you mm-hmm. in like in tune with what's going on in the world and what's going on in life and stuff. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I just really enjoy the fact that liberal arts is the way it is. Yeah. I also did a little research and saw that your campus is ranked top five. I think it was number four of the uh, the most beautiful. Yeah. Most beautiful campuses in the country. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, it's when I came on my visit, that was definitely something that drew me here for sure. And it's 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 such a it's it's a small, big campus. So like meaning like if you want to get from one point of the campus to another point, it's a it's a little bit of a walk, but it's not a terrible walk in terms of like compared to other big schools like University of Maryland is like huge. Oh yeah. Yeah. You need to take a bus, a bus to go to class. But like here it's like, you get to walk a a fair amount of distance. And when you get to our, our main side of campus where the chapel is on the quad in the springtime, there's no better like scene. Like when I came on my visit, it was a springtime and there were like people out there walking dogs, like laying out on the lawn, having picnics. It was, it's beautiful. And they, they set up the flowers and everything, and it's it's really nice. It makes you feel like you're you're gives you that college feeling. I don't know yeah. how to describe it, like a movie esque. That, like, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm picturing it in my head as you're saying it, and I'm like, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's and really I'm picturing crazy. movies of like, oh, this is what college is like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And in the fall, when the leaves start turning a different color, it's it's really nice. Like, I, it, that was definitely a big plus coming here for sure. Yeah, nice. What's the uh, fan support like? Uh, fans, uh, our fans, like during the the playoff time, they they start they show a lot of support, and uh, they always come around and, and love watching the games and stuff. Uh, during the season, it's kind of tough because a big majority of our students here are uh, sports players as well. Okay, so, yeah, their season's going on, but we each support each other. So, like, if a group of like if a bunch of basketball guys or the basketball team goes out to a football game. We'll have the whole football team come to our game. Oh, nice. So we'll get rowdy in there. And then like when we play, especially when we play in conference, it gets super rowdy and going to like other schools too, they get rowdy. So like, it's, it's like kind of like a fan based competition type thing. Yeah. Where have, who has the best fans during the playoff time and during the season when we play the rivalry. So the, our yeah. fans is definitely pretty good. That's awesome. man. That sounds like a lot of fun. Nah, it's, you live in the college dream, Gil. Yeah, it's great. I'm I'm hoping it doesn't end too soon. No. So you're now. Did you all have games last year? Uh, during the COVID year. Yeah. So we had uh two constellation games that didn't count against our eligibility. So we, okay, we ended up. Our coach wanted us to still play and just get just get some time. And we only had like nine players on our team at that time. Mm-hmm. Just like guys decided to take a semester off during the COVID. And so we ended up playing con, con college twice mm-hmm. that year. We just played them back to back. We beat them the fir- the second game, but we lost to them the first game. So we went one and one in that. Okay. And that we just been working out all year. Yeah. yeah. So, so what do you, because you're listed as a sophomore, but this is really your freshman year on the court. Yeah. So, uh, I'm considered a sophomore academically, but basketball-wise, gotcha. uh, I'm a freshman. Okay. So like my, I still have three years of eligibility after after this year. Okay. Yeah. And so, what do you, are you going to take all three, or or what are you yeah, going to do? 
I plan. So it depends on how. Um, Just academically. Um, yeah, academically. So after I'm done, I'll have an extra year of eligibility to go play anywhere I want to. And if if I don't end up like if I need to go play an extra year in order to help my chances better playing overseas or playing professionally, I probably will end up doing that. OK, well, well, hold on a sec. But don't you get an extra year because of COVID also? Yeah. So, so you really have four years left. Technically. Yeah. OK, if you so, wanted, if, if you want. Yeah, yeah. Which I probably. Nine times out of ten, I definitely will use those years just because, like, I just love playing basketball. Right. I mean, yeah, why not? I'll tell you, like I told Miles and I tell everybody, you know, bounce that thing till the air runs out. Yeah. You know, because because once you get my age, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> then you're then you're sitting on the bench stressing about losing your job. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So so you really would have if you decided to, hmm. you would really have two years after you graduate. Yeah, I would have a yeah, I would have two years after I graduate. I'm pretty wow. Sure. Okay. It's kind of crazy to think about like still getting able being able to play this year and then uh, continuing to have all those extra years of eligibility. It's just right. Yeah. So then when you um or before I get to after school, let's let's talk about um your season. So this year, so technically your freshman year, mm-hmm. you average 10 points, four rebounds a game. Yep. Your first game. First game, yeah, yeah. you dropped 27 points in 24 minutes. Your first collegiate game. Yeah. What in the, What was going on? Yeah. <laughs> you just couldn't miss. Yeah, that game. So um I know your coach was like, oh my gosh, we got <laughs> we got a good one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that first game was crazy. So the the crazy part about that game too was they messed up the stat book in that game. I actually had 29. Um, yeah, 39 points. Were you but counting that game? Yeah, I looked back at the video, the, the game. Oh, played, okay, yeah. and I was uh tallying it up. But that game was was crazy because the um, we were playing in this tournament, um, the Eastern Connecticut State University tournament, and we we saw who we had on our schedule. And our we did our it was kind of hard to do a scout of exactly who was going to play because like no one had really played a lot of games. But they, we played Mitchell College, who ended up playing Randolph Macon in the tournament. Oh wow! Yeah, they played Randolph Macon in the first round of the tournament. And before that game, our coach was just talking about how we should just attack, attack, attack. Like, just don't settle for jumpers because the team is not a very good defensive team in terms of like paint protection. Uh-huh. So that game, I I came in the game and then like it. Yeah, the first game, like, jitters were running through. It was like, this is my first collegiate game. Yeah. After, I think it was, like, early in the first half, I had a steal and a fast break. And, like, after that, I was like, yeah, I feel feel pretty good. Like, this is – the nerves went away, and I just decided to, like, play my best and – or play my hardest. And so I I ended up scoring. I had 18 at the half. Mm. Like, it was like – I just, I just felt good. You know, that what, those moments when like the rim just gets super big and like, it's like everything just goes in for you just in that flow state. And I was just feeling really good. Yeah. And so in the second half, we, we came out again and we were up, I think 11 or 10 and our, my coach just kept telling me to attack and just keep going at it. And so I had 29, and I had the ball at the top of the key with like, I don't know how much time was left on the clock. And I, I made a move and I drove to the basket and I, I I scored 31 points, but my coach had called a timeout. Oh, right before that, he stopped me from my 30 point game. 
But oh, I, I didn't really care about that. I was just cared, more cared about the win. Yeah. I was that we started off the, the season one and zero, and then the next day we played and um we played and we ended up winning the whole tournament. And it was it was a good feeling like being able to start the season off uh two two and zero, and also like I feel like my I I made like a statement for myself and my teammates that like I I can be trusted to like produce big numbers in in games like that. So after that, my teammates just just gave had a lot of trust in me to go out and and perform really well. And my coach also had that trust in me. And even though I was considered a freshman, he still like looked at me to fill in a big role. So yeah, that was good a good tone setter for sure. Yeah, that's amazing, man. So yeah. are you playing the two or the three? So I'm playing the two and the three. Okay. Uh, I, I I start the game off at the three, but based off of rotations and how he subs in and how I could go from three to two. Okay. Um, yeah, it's kind of interesting because in high school I played the four. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> I know why. I know what you're going to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I won't. I, I'll. <laughs> yeah. The big, you were the biggest advocate for me playing the three. Yeah. Uh, Trent and once I had hit prep school, uh, my my prep coach was like, "Yeah, you're a guard. Like, yeah, I, I hate to break it to you, you haven't been playing your position for four years, but it doesn't mean you can't adjust." And so I ended up adjusting to playing the guard, and I I never looked back, and I loved it. So yeah. I'm glad I, I I could be able to play like my true position in college now that I'm here. Yeah, that's great because that's what I saw you as as well. But oh, <laughs> well enough. Well. Um, I, I had a big for us. <laughs> yeah, said, look, we could get this kid in. We can move Gil to the three, and Gil would just go crazy. Move Miles to the four, let Miles, Miles go crazy. Crazy too. Yeah. yeah, but it is what it is. You you guys are playing your your rightful positions now. So, uh, <laughs> um, so you you average ten points a game, double digits as a freshman on the court. Uh, yeah. four boards uh, from the guard position. You also, which I thought was cool, you were fourth on the team in assists and steals, and you were third on the team in blocks. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Wow, yeah. I didn't even know that's that. I do my research, Gil. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you uh, – so, yeah, I mean, that's – you're filling it up, man, as a – you know, but, again, I think you're – you know, the, whatever. There's, you know – so many schools in D1, D2, and a lot more in D3, but, um, you know, you're, they definitely got a steal by getting you. So, yeah, um, you know, that's, that's pretty cool. So yeah, it's a great year, man. I'm looking forward to, to more of them. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for next year. Uh, this summer, or this past summer before my freshman year, I, I'm, I'm actually grateful that we had that COVID year because that summer I had met a brand new trainer and, he like instilled in me like basically taking my game from here to here. And it was just mm-hmm. like, it was probably the best summer I've had in terms of working out like, and like, in like getting my body right and getting my mind right and getting my, my skills, like to be able to like handle the ball on the court, like up and down definitely helped me a lot. And like, I'm, I'm excited for what's to come next year. Cause even then, like I started off the year really strong and it kind of tapered off towards the end just because of like recruiting. I mean, like, guys scouting you they know how you play and like they can adjust to the way you play so like obviously numbers plays a role in that and so later on in the year like my body started wearing down as well too which is typical of, of freshman players but next year like 
over this summer, I plan on like really becoming the best player I could possibly be. And I hopefully like that translates into me becoming like an all American and like doing great things or even like I, the biggest goal right now is winning a championship for, for Trinity and like bringing back home a ring. So yeah, those are big goals that I have for next year for sure. Yeah. I I mean, I think it would be pretty special if you and Miles were both all Americans in one year, you know? Yeah, I know, right? Like putting off for the Pilati family. <laughs> yeah, it'd <laughs> be pretty cool, man. Yeah. Um. So you coming home this summer? Yeah. So I'll be home. I'll be back and forth from home in here. Um. I have my the assistant coach here. Um. I I'll try to come back and forth. Work. I'll try to work on campus here and do some summer research because I have summer research to do over here. So. Uh, I'll be here probably around June and I'll be back home for the most part, uh, July, August, just working out and trying to get as best as I can be for, for the next season. Cool, man. Yeah. We'll get, I told miles until you two got to come beat up on our guys a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, sure. Yeah. When we, when we run open gym, yes, sir. an open invitation. So yes, sir. Appreciate yeah. it. Um, and, uh, so when you're, when the ball does stop bouncing, whether you, you know, go pro Mm-hmm. You know, uh, in the states, overseas. Uh, yeah. What's what's your plans? What so, do you see uh, for your future? For what, my, what what do you do with that with that major? Let's ask. Yeah, that biomed major. Yeah. yeah. So um, the biomedical major, you can do a whole lot of things. So after after uh, the school year, once basketball ends up stopping for me, which it, it does for everyone else, or it does eventually, uh, I plan on using my major to to do. Um, research biomedical research um in so there's this one student who who went to our school and who also played uh basketball who works at at the Hartford Hospital now and he's the head of uh like a whole sect or department in Hartford Hospital and so he's basically like running that whole section and I, I plan on like doing something like that like where I can be able to like I can get the opportunity to use my major in and helping the hospitals. Like I definitely want to work in a hospital and biomedical engineers can do a lot of things. They could, they're usually the ones who like help with the, the, the MRI machines, like building MRI machines, building C, CT scan machines, uh, pulse oximeters, all that kind of stuff. And so I, I definitely want to dive into that kind of stuff too, just cause it's, a re- I'm really interested in that, in that field for sure. Well, Gil, I, you know, I work in radiology at Hopkins, so. Oh, wow. Really? Just call me, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I would honestly, like, if I could get a chance to work at Hopkins after college and, like, stay close to home, that would also be, like, amazing as well, too. Like, just being able to work from where all my family and friends are and just doing that. And so, yeah, I, I know for a fact, like, using that major would definitely get me into the right places and spaces. So, Okay. When do you start your internships after what year? Uh, so usually it's after saw junior year, like the summer. Okay. So like next summer. Yeah. Summer going from junior to, I mean, sorry, soft. Yeah. Junior to senior year is usually the main time for internships, but you could also do it like sophomore to junior year. And you, it's usually research because it's hard. It's kind of tough. It's such a competitive field. It's tough getting internships going from sophomore to junior year. So. Sure. Our school does a great job of alumni networking and getting us involved with other other alumni that graduated that work in our field. So there's always opportunities to do summer research, and which is what I plan on doing over the summer. Okay. Um, yeah, and a lot of they have it all over uh, across the country, but I'd rather just stay close to either school or home. So okay. Yeah. Well, we could talk offline more. I'll see if I can hook you up. 
Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. man. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's really exciting. Um, you know, always need, you know, medical field is wide open and especially yeah. now it's a, it's amazing. The uh, advances, you know, we've yeah. seen. So uh-huh. man, too, with COVID and everything. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Gil, this has been a lot of fun, man. Got um, three quick hitter questions for uh-huh. you. Um, so right. So the first one, who's winning the national title this weekend? I in my bracket, I have Kansas. I think Kansas is the is the go to option. They have the, one of the best scores in the country, Ochai Baji. Yeah, they have a really good defensive team, and I just feel like there's no they have they're playing Villanova, which should be easy or not easy, but like I, unfortunately, Villanova lost Justin Moore, and so yeah, they, that was really unfortunate. Yeah, that that was a sad case, but I feel like Kansas has the has had the easiest route to the tournament mm-hmm. throughout the tournament. And I think they just got to cap off Villanova and then handle either Duke or UNC. So I got Kansas in my bracket. I, I have Kansas in my bracket. I picked three of the final four. Really? I, I had Kansas beating Villanova. Mm-hmm. And then I had Kansas beating Duke for the title. Yeah. I had Baylor there, but, you know, that didn't work yeah. out. So. Baylor destroyed my Kansas, bracket. you know what's interesting about Kansas to me is Remy Martin. Remy Martin, yeah, he came late because yeah. he was injured most of the year. Yeah. And he's like, he's dominating right now. Like he's playing really well. Yeah, off the bench. Yeah. I, he's coming off the bench, really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's it's amazing. And I and I love teams like that because it shows it's almost like St. Like I think it's what made St. Peter special was they it was never about the name on the back of the jersey. It was always the name on the front of the jersey, you know, and when they they were subbing out five guys at a time, and they're all hugging each other as they come off the court. You know, nobody's hanging their head. Or, yeah. Um, and I, I see that. I see a lot of that in Kansas. That's why I like your pick. So Yeah. Uh, plus, that would mean I win my pool. So, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so I hope you're right. Yeah, Kansas is really special. I mean, yeah. um, it, it's – and I like – I don't know how you feel about it. You tell me how you feel. I like having the blue bloods there at the end. Yeah, like, I'm glad there's not, like, a, a 14 seed that's, like, yeah. hanging around in the final four just to get smoked. Yeah. But I, I, I think we're going like, to see two really good games on game. Saturday. That's what I want to see, too. I want to see, like, some hard-fought games where, like, it's a close game and it comes down to the final possession. That's the those are the, that's what makes March Madness March Madness, I feel yeah. like. So, yeah. I did. Yeah. There was uh, – so – I think, and I, I hate Duke, so let me just, you know, disclaimer, but um, because I'm a Maryland fan, so I have, I'm, I'm obliged to hate Duke, but I, I respect, you know, Coach K tremendously. I mean, what he's done is, is incredible, but when they played Texas Tech, that game was, so, I, that was one of the best basketball games I've ever seen. Yeah, that game was really good. Yeah. Watching that game too, and it was high intensity, high defensive game. Yes. And it was like, at the end of it, it came down to like players just who's gonna go get the bucket at the end of the game, and it yep. was, which is how it should be. I feel like like after all the after it's all said and done, like past the X's and O's, like it's who can go out there and hoop and like yeah, crazy game to watch, especially with all the prospects like Paolo Bancaro and all those guys, like yeah, and uh, DMV guy. My guy, yeah, yeah. Roach, Jeremy Roach. He took over, man. I mean, that was when Coach K starts yelling, "Clear out!" It's like yeah, oh, man, he the ISO play he had, right? Yeah, yeah. it was amazing, was amazing basketball. Yeah. Um, 
That's why I love it. I mean, I just love it, man. It's it's amazing to see. And I mean, they're your age, so you you know, yeah. it's amazing to see kids your age, like just what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. with you know, fifty thousand fans, you know, whatever. Um, it, it it's amazing. So, all right, next, but this is about you. So, next question: <laughs> Starting mm-hmm. five right now in the NBA. Oh, my top start five starting five. Yep. All right, point guard. Got to go with this is current. Got to go with John Morant. At my yep. point, uh, two guard. Hold, hold on, real quick. Is John Morant the MVP? Oh, um, I feel like Nikola Jokic is still up there with with the MVP race. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like he's up there though, right? Top two, yeah, top he's three, definitely up there, definitely top three. Okay. I would go Nikola Jokic first, then John Morant, and then Giannis or Giannis. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, so Jaws, your point? Uh, yeah, for sure. Two guard. Ooh, this is a tough one. Hmm. Dang, this is hard. Who would I put in my two? I'll skip two for now. Three okay. guard, I'm going LeBron because LeBron is just a GOAT. Four, I'm going KD. Five, I got to go with who? Jokic. Yeah, Jokic at the five. And then my two guard, am I allowed to put DeMar DeRozan in my two? Sure, why not? I'll put DeMar in my two. Positionless basketball. We yeah. can play whatever we want. Open five-out basketball, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put DeMar in my two because DeMar uh, – De- I've liked DeMar DeRozan from the jump, even when he was on Toronto. And it was – I'm glad that he's finally getting the recognition he deserves in Chicago. Yeah. I need him to stop hitting buzzer beaters against the Wizards. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's he hit like he had two back to back to back games. I was like, whoa! That's <laughs> yeah, <nice."> the <laughs> second one was against the Wizards, man. I was like, Come yeah. on, man! You just hit one last night, like just miss. Really did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, last question, Gil. Five dinner guests, dead or alive? Five who dinner are... gu- dinner guests. You're have you're hosting yeah. dinner. Oh, you can invite man. five people. Five people. Wow. Um, I would have to go with. Oh, this is a good question. <laughs> um, one, I would have to go with Coach K for sure, just because for basketball-wise, I just want to understand, like, what it takes. Two, Kobe Bryant for sure. Um, three, I would go with Barack Obama for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, four, ooh, hmm, hmm. Who would I want at my dinner table to talk? I, I'm going on a whim. I'm going to say Kendrick Lamar just because he's a, Ooh, a genius. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, He, I want to understand, like, the ins and outs of what he does and, like, all that. Um, and then five. Mm, uh, everybody talks about Jay-Z at their dinner table. Would you pay to have Jay-Z at the dinner table? So, yeah, I would have Jay-Z as well, too. Wow, that's a good five, guy. I like that five. That's a good one. All right, man. It's been a ton of fun, man. I really appreciate you. And we're really, really proud of you and uh, what you're doing on the court and especially off the court. So um, really excited for your future. So uh, keep it up, man. Keep working hard. It was great talking to you, too. Miss all the guys at Pilates and miss all the guys back home as well. I'm definitely going to try to get take a visit out there once I get back home. Sounds good. Sounds good. 
And I'll get you over to Chapelgate to, uh, you know, beat up on our guys. Over yes, there. Sir. We got a big, we got a couple good players, man. I, I think you, you know, when you come play, come play some open gym with us this summer. Yeah, for sure. I definitely will come down. Yeah, we got um some big guards like yourself. You're bigger though. I mean, what uh, are you like six four, six five? Five now, yeah. I'm I'm pushing up six six. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So our guard our when I say big guards, our our guards are like six two, six three. <laughs> but you, we don't have any six six guards. Our center is six seven. So. Oh wow. That's but, pretty um, cool high school wise though. Yeah, yeah. He's a big boy. So he's gonna be a senior. So we're hoping he gets to about six nine, six ten. Wow. Um, yeah. Actually, he's probably about six eight now. He's growing a little eight bit, now? but but uh, no. But you'll make us better, man. Come hang out with us. Yeah, for sure. I get Miles in there, throw their shots across the gym. And- <laughs> yeah, he's like the leading shot blocker now. Like, yeah, like, it's crazy. That's nuts. I mean, we always knew Miles. Remember that year he had like a triple double with blocks. He had a triple double with blocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and and there was it was against Gilman. Yeah. And he had 11, but they caught a foul on one. <laughs> so he ended up with 10 blocks. And one of them was the worst call I've ever seen in my entire life. Should have been 11 blocks. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> Miles. Yeah. yeah, man. All right, Gil. Well, keep up the good work, man. Uh, really proud of you. And, and we'll talk soon. Thank you for having me. Thank you. All right. And everybody uh, check back next week. Uh, we're on a regular schedule now that the season's over and, and I'm off my hiatus. So mm-hmm. it's been two back-to-back great interviews of two former Pilates guys. And uh, come back next week and I have another great interview lined up for you. Take care. <laughs>